very weird times, I guess, not just for MMA, but the whole world in general. Well, I've been cooped up in the house, bored to death, man. I swear, without, without training, without MMA, I really don't know what to do with myself. Are you, uh, are your gyms open and were they open throughout the whole thing? No. So we shut down, I believe it was in March. Uh, the whole Texas shut down. Uh, the gyms were closed. They opened back up like uh, three weeks ago and we've been training, but now we got to train with the mask and it's just, it's not, it's not good. I think Texas is one of the first states to start opening up now. And I know the cases are going up too. Uh, is there any yeah. worry there like that you might get something or are you still training mm-hmm. regardless? No, I'm still training regardless. Uh, I don't mind, so I'm not thinking about it. So as long as I don't think about it, I don't think I'm going to get it. I'm good. So so what's training like now? Obviously, things are starting to open up. I know you've got the masks, like you just said, but uh, is it is it weird um, getting back in there now? And, and how did it feel your first few uh, sessions back? No, it felt amazing to be back. Honestly, me and my coaches, we went on without skipping a beat. So now uh, let's talk a little bit about your career. I mean, you're you're young in the sport. Uh, you're young in general. Um, you're three and zero now as a as a pro. Uh, officially, you had a you had a close fight last time. So let's talk a little bit about your last fight. Um, and uh, what sorts of adjustments can you make going into your next one? Because it was really close. It was a split decision, I think. Right? Split decision. Yeah, split decision. Uh, for Combate, which is one of the the biggest organizations in the world. So so what was it like fighting for Combate? And and what sorts of adjustments can you make? Uh, going into your fourth pro fight? Well, fighting for Combate was honestly one of the like best experiences I ever had. You know, it is one of the biggest promotions out there right now. And they treat you like that. They treat you the best. And honestly, moving forward, I'm going to be in better shape. Absolutely. Uh, and about that fight, man, it's one of the most embarrassing things that I've I've done in like my life. So moving forward, it's... Honestly, being in shape, being ready for any opportunity that comes up, and yeah, just being ready. Where, uh, where, where do you? I mean, you fought at one thirty-five, but where, where does your natural weight class, and where is it you see your future being? Natural weight class, honestly, uh, one twenty-five. I walk around at one twenty-seven now, so one twenty-five would be like an easy fight. One fifteen is the goal, though. Since I'm young, I want to dominate the 115-pound division first and then move up as I get a little bit older and as my body changes. What was it like competing? Uh, if you, you were in front of your hometown, what was it like competing in front of your hometown crowd? And, and I guess uh, with, the, with the Mexican roots, what's it like to compete for Combache, uh, a Latin American organization? Man, it's an honor, honestly, to represent that flag out there. And especially in my, that's the only reason I took the fight. It was because it was in my city, my backyard, and I had to put on for my city. Um, going forward, is that where you see your future being, Kambache? Or do you have longer term goals of maybe reaching the UFC or a Bellator or Invicta, one of these other organizations? Um, everybody in the sport will tell you their goal is to make it to the UFC, be top, to, top level there. Uh, but moving forward, you know, I am 3 0. Of course, I don't believe I'm going to be in the UFC anytime soon next fight or anything like that uh but i'm open to whichever promotion gives me an opportunity the uh the ufc was one of the front one runners in jumping the gun and, and and making these events happen throughout the pandemic 
as a fighter, um, and obviously being from Texas, I think has a lot to do with it, with the, the rise in cases and whatnot. Uh, what's your take on, on them jumping the gun and being the first ones to do it? Are you all for it, or are you like, maybe you should have waited a little bit longer? No, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. It, uh, it shows the type of attitude the UFC has. You know, They want to fight, and not only do they want to fight, that it shows that they're supporting their fighters. They're giving the fighters an outlet to make money, to continue doing what we were doing yeah for sure i mean obviously they have those big the big fights coming up uh, on fight island i'm sure there's everybody would love to compete uh, on, on an island i think it'd be incredible um what's your uh what's your take on, on them buying an island and just putting on fights and is that something that like if you got a call to be like hey do you want to go fight on an island is that something you'd be for <laughs> absolutely absolutely if they called me today and asked if I wanted to fight tomorrow absolutely I would I'll jump the gun uh, and it's it just shows you know how badass the UC is they didn't wait on anything to open up they bought an island and now they're having fights on islands what the, what I love about MMA now and, and the past few years I really found that the doors opened a lot for for women's MMA you didn't mm-hmm. see many young female athletes getting involved in the sport so what's one of the things that uh, got you into the sport? Was it Ronda Rousey's influence, or was it something you were interested in on your own? No, I was definitely interested on my own. Um, you know, growing up, I grew up in a house full of boys, so I grew up, you know, just always play fighting, always being rowdy, you know? So I had to do something. I like making money, and I had to do something, and this is the the one thing that I found myself doing. You see girls like Kay Hansen and Paige Van Zandt and these, these younger girls getting in, like inspiring uh, youth to get in, especially as, as, as women who are very, uh, it's a very male dominated sport and has been for years. What sorts of advice would you give to an up and coming girl who's six or seven or maybe interested in joining an MMA gym or wrestling or Muay Thai or one of these gyms? What advice would you give? Uh, follow your heart. If you want to do it, don't let anybody stop you. It is up to you. And follow your heart. Throw it all to it. How far away do you think you are from, from potentially making it to the UFC? I, I know as uh, the um, divisions such as the male flyweight division and a lot of the female divisions are tend to lack a lot of talent. So they tend to sign people who are four or five or six fights deep. Do you think that's a possibility? Maybe you're really one or two fights away from a shot? <laughs> well, I hope I'm one or two fights away from a shot, honestly. But, you know, there's I got to put work in. I'm new to the sport. I'm young. I've only been training for about two years. So I'm just going to put in the work in. I'm not going to worry about how many fights away I am. I'm simply going to work. I'm going to get there. That's, that's the fact. I'm going to get there. So you're training at, in Texas. Have you ever thought of maybe even potentially going to train at a bigger gym like uh, in New Mexico or Donald Cerrone's ranch or one of these places where there's crazy amounts of talent, a lot of people you could get work in, uh, even like a team alpha male where there's a lot of small, smaller individuals. What have you thought of maybe even spending some time there or doing a training camp there to potentially prepare for a fight? No, 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 absolutely not. Um, I debuted with my coaches and I'm going to retire with my coaches. That's the type of loyalty I have with them. They saw something in me. That's why they pushed me to be the best. So there's no reason for me to go anywhere else. I already have the best right here where I'm at. 
Yeah, you hear a lot about that. Like I had a, I was speaking to Jimmy Flick yesterday, a flyweight competing for LFA, and he said the exact same thing. He's like, why would I do that? Every bit of success I've had has been with this team. And I find a lot of people, especially once they've made it, they tend to bounce around, guys like Colby Covington, or once they get a little bit of fame, they tend to jump around gyms and they, they don't stay true to who they are. So so it's very respectable that, that there are people who are who view it that way. They're like, all the success I have is thanks to the team I have now. And uh, it's, good, it's good to see, especially when the people are up and coming and they still have that same sort of loyalty and aren't willing to jump around. Yeah, yeah. Well, you never know. I mean, they might be jumping around because the coaches didn't fit. You know, I was lucky enough to find coaches that fit in right with my personality. Right. We just me and my coaches just clicked right off the bat. And you never know that I was lucky in finding that. You never know what the situation's going on. We don't know why they're bouncing around gyms. But to me, it's about that bond that we've created. It, it runs deeper than blood. It runs deeper than just fighting. And that's why I'm going to stick with them because they stuck with me. So let's uh let's talk a little bit about your your three pro fights. You're you're actually four and zero, but one was an amateur fight. You have two finishes, which is really impressive, um, considering that how long you've been in the sport. So of those three fights, which one do you think was your best performance? And if you're if you had to tell someone go watch this fight, that's who I am as a fighter. <laughs> which fight would it be? None of them. I, I I don't like any single one of them. I'm gonna say go watch my next fight because. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm my toughest critic, and I feel every error that I made in that fight, and every single fight, I've made enormous errors. But I'd say the the one that kind of best. <laughs> but the one that best kind of represents, you know, my potential is definitely going to be my first uh, pro fight against Shaw uh, Whittington. Yes, uh, that fight, I had the most, uh, the most time to prepare for that fight. So you definitely got to see my potential in that fight. Your last fight, you only had three weeks to train, is that correct? From the day I signed the contract, it was 14 days. Two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. And you know what I was doing to the day I was signing that contract? I was, I was smoking weed and just laying up on my couch. I wasn't doing anything. So I probably shouldn't have taken that fight. Most people wouldn't have, but it was in my hometown. So what sorts of uh, advice do you give yourself going in, going forward? Like stay ready, be in shape just in case a call comes? Absolutely. Stay ready. That is the, the biggest thing, especially for myself, uh, that I, I tend to lack a little bit of discipline. You know, I get comfortable. So if I stay ready, then there's nobody out there that can beat me. There's, uh, there's two massive fights. We just got news that Gilbert Burns got COVID. But there's two big fights coming up on Fight Island. Piotr Jan versus Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo is one of the best fighters of all time. I have him, like, top five. I think he's uh, really impressive, even when he dropped down to Bantamweight. What's your prediction for that fight? Ooh, I don't know. I don't like to predict off fights because it's a fight. You never know what could happen. Uh, you never know what's going on in each of their personal lives that could affect them out there that night. So I don't personally like to make predictions. I that's I love making predictions. I, I'm always wrong. My record's <laughs> awful. <laughs> but uh, it's funny because you could, like you said, you can break down a fight and you can do MMA math. You can you can look at their camps. You can do all this formulas. But then on fight night, all it takes is one punch. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so here you are now three and oh, when, uh, when are you ready to get back in there? Is there a timeline or is it just whenever the phone rings? Today, man, I'm telling you, I'm ready today. Uh, but just how things are looking, uh, we're just waiting for an opportunity. Do you have a, an organization or anything in mind? Would you like no. to return with Combate? Is there a location? Um, are you stuck with, I know, I think all your fights have been in Texas. Are you happy in Texas or would you be open to traveling? I'm open to try. I'm telling you, anytime, anywhere with me. I don't really care about the promotion. Like I said, whoever wants to give me the opportunity, I'm more than happy to fight. Uh, I would like to travel because who wouldn't like to be stayed up in a hotel? Yeah, I, I, I love it too. If, if they put me on Fight Island, I would be, I don't even fight and I'd be open to fighting yes. as long as if I got a free trip. For my, uh, for my first amateur fight, it was in Oklahoma and it was like one of the first times I stayed in a hotel. I couldn't be happier. What was what was that like getting out of state and, and going to travel for a fight? What, was the nerves different competing there versus uh versus in front of your your home crowd or was it less? Was it more? Was there added pressure? No, there was. There's never nerves with me. Um, I simply went out there and had fun. It's always about having fun with me. So uh, I'll ask a couple non MMA uh, related questions and then I'll and then I'll let you go back to your Fourth uh, of July. What sorts of things have you doing, been doing outside of training, and outside of MMA um, throughout the pandemic? Ooh, nothing really. Uh, working and just training. That's all we do. That's all I do. Train and think about training. Think about the MMA game and that's it. That's all I can do. Are you still, uh, are you still working? Are you in school while training or are you 100% uh, MMA? <laughs> No, I just, uh, I'm working right now because I need to make money somehow. You know, we all need money. Uh, but no, what I'd like to do is just be 100% training. But that come one day. So if you have uh, one message to everyone who maybe hasn't seen your fight or isn't aware of, of who you are, what, what would that message be? And if you had a fight lined up, what would you tell them to do uh, before watching your fight? How would you pump them up? How to pump them up. <laughs> Uh, do you want to see greatness? Because that's what I am. Okay. My next fight will probably be the one of the best performances that I've ever done. I've been waiting for so long that I'm just itching to get in there. Itching to show the world what I really have. Like I said, I'm embarrassed about that last fight. And I'm cringe at the fact that it's on YouTube and for people to see. I, I cringe at that. So go watch my next fight. It's going to be one of the best women's MMA performance. I promise you. All right. I like it. Can't wait to watch your next fight and uh, wish you all the best. Stay ready. Um, keep washing your hands. Don't catch anything. And hopefully you're <laughs> in there sooner rather than later. Thank you. All right. All the best. All right. Thank you.